2: Welcome to the Bet with Jeff Podcast. We're here for week 12 of the NFL season. You know, guys, it's hard to believe that we're already in week 12 of the NFL season. Uh, it seems like every year this NFL season just goes by so quickly. And we had a bunch of interesting games last week. And uh, that a little bit well for myself. And then uh, Campbell and Alex, you guys could talk about your individual games. Um, but we're going to have a quick recap of week 11, before we go on to our five plays for week 12. If this is your first time joining us, just to recap how the format of the show goes, we each pick five games against the spread of our choosing. Uh, We could have the same games on our card. We can go head to head sometimes, which makes it a little bit fun. Uh, And then we also have a teaser pick uh, and we will track our units uh, based on the course of the season. And we'll see uh, who comes out on top. And uh, just to make the NFL season a little bit more fun. So uh, we're going to start with you, Alex. Talk about week 11, any of your plays in particular that you want to go over. And then we'll go from there. Well,
1: there's certainly one I'd like to go over. And I would hope our audience is listening and merciful to me. Because Lamar Jackson got a stomach cramp. I had the Ravens as one of my big plays. It throws my numbers off for the week. Our hosts are so unforgiving. They will not have any mercy on me in this spot. <laughs> the Raven game will count where I could have been – I would have been down one or down two. Could have been respectable. Yep. Instead, it's down six. You know, if there's anything Campbell can attest to in life, it's that if Lamar Jackson is affected, I'm not going to bet the Ravens. But Lamar's my guy. <laughs> I was very upset when that happened. Um, other than that, uh, you know, got the uh, – the 1 o'clock games were, were great on Sunday. Like, they, that, that might have been the best 1 o'clock series of the year so far. Like, every game seemed to be exciting with stuff going on. Um, Monday night game was terrible. Got the Giants way wrong. So wrong. I had the Giants as one of my plays. Really liked them plus 11. Out of my mind. Um, with that said, I love them this week, of course. Uh, but on the whole, I would say, you know, it's looking – two narratives you could take out of the week – In a way, it looks like the Patriots are really starting to define themselves as a great team in the AFC, but I think the league might have done messed around, Chet, and let the Chiefs hang around too long, because the Chiefs, and you were right, you were all over it with it being a statement game last week, but the Chiefs might be ready to roll here, and if that happens, they could walk through a very weak AFC this year, maybe get to their third one in a row, so that's what I took from last week, Chet.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, you talk about teams wanting to get hot close to Thanksgiving or going into Thanksgiving. It seems like Kansas City is definitely going to be one of those teams, at least in the AFC. And, and looking back on your picks, Alex, I mean, you are a play or two away from being way up on the week. You look at Dallas, a backdoor cover or a push. Uh, Baltimore, obviously, if, you got to think of Lamar Jackson plays in that game. They cover the spread. And then oh, the easy, Giants, easy. yeah. And then the Giants with your teaser, you also had a potential backdoor cover there as well. So it just goes to show you the the NFL is a crazy league, man. And you're just one or two plays away from from hitting a bet or not hitting a bet. So um, I think
0: I think I was the one who warned you last week that the Bucks were gonna cover that teaser.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this though. The uh, the game that really caught my eye was Chiefs Cowboys because, like, I really respect the Cowboys this year, and the Chiefs are obviously. I've almost been waiting for them to fire all year. Um, I'll tell you, what, is any player more important to their defense than Chris Jones is to the to the Kansas City Chiefs?
2: So true, and is any player on
1: offense? You can say Tyrone Smith.
2: Oh, so yeah. yeah, yeah no, that's Smith very true because that. Yeah, o- yeah. That's because good that will o-
1: line looked totally different. I mean, when he doesn't play. I remember a Thanksgiving game two or three years ago where Tyron Smith didn't play, and like the defensive end for the Vikings had like six sacks or something stupid. Do you remember that one, Chet? I don't know if it, it might have been a few
2: years back. Uh, Cowboys and Smith, Vikings? Yeah. yeah are you, you're thinking like, of Atlanta. Atlanta, the. Uh, oh, Atlanta. Claiborne that's game. right. Yeah, that's yep. right. That's
1: right. Yeah, when Tyron Smith didn't play. So, yeah, I mean, you got to pay attention to these injuries. Uh, you know, you had mentioned the Cowboys, too. You know, I big money coming in on them for tomorrow. But, you know, like you, we talked yesterday, you know, they have a, a cluster of injuries at wide receiver. So that's going to be an interesting game. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. But, yeah, I mean, it's been so – I like to find the big favorites in the league and, like, look forward to great January matchups. And it's hard to do this year. It's hard to get a, t- a really dominant team that hasn't stubbed their toe in the middle of the year here. So it's, it's an interesting year.
0: I think – It was a big win for the Chiefs, but I still think that they're missing something. I mean, it still was not a very good showing for the Chiefs, I think. Offensively, at least. Yeah, I think injuries caught up with the Cowboys that affected the game dramatically. And the Chiefs offense is still lacking. It's still missing something. And, I mean, I still say that we're still waiting for them to get going.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, we'll see if they could keep, I guess you could say, momentum going these next few weeks, going in the into the stretch run of the playoffs. Another just interesting note uh, with Dallas, all three of their losses came against teams that are top 15 in run defense. So I feel like if you could shut down the Cowboys' running game, if you make Dak throw the ball 40, 45 times, you're probably going to win that game against Dallas. So that's not the case this week. Las Vegas is... 29th in run defense and you got to think with Zeke a little bit banged up and with Tyron Smith coming back for this game, I think you're going to see a lot of Tony Pollard. So if you're a props player, I think Tony Pollard over 35 rushing yards is a great prop play this week. Um, Not a real lean in the game. I just can't lay that number with Dallas right now. And I think Vegas has packed it up for the season, but if you're a prop, I, I think Pollard could be a nice look there. Um, Campbell, let's go to your five plays uh, from last week. Uh, just give us your general thoughts. All
0: right. So, last week, it's uh, pretty spot on with my analysis on Detroit and Washington. Um, really underestimated Philadelphia last week. I mean, they just ran the ball up and down the field on New Orleans. Um, Packers game, I felt the Packers game could have gone either way. I mean, they had an opportunity in overtime to get an interception they didn't get, so they were able to kick the field goal, uh, win that game in overtime, but uh, that game was a coin flip I just ended on the wrong side of. And Las Vegas, I mean, distractions have finally caught up to them. I think their season, I, I, I gave them hope last week, but I think their season's just going downhill. Yeah. Um, so I was down four units on the week, um, went two and three on my picks, but lost my big unit picks, which kind of hurt me.
2: Yeah, I think Vegas will be a great team to fade uh, for the rest of the season, especially with losing their head coach and with the Henry Rugg situation. If Vegas was going to have any semblance of a possible wild card run, uh, they were going to have to win that game last week. Albeit a tough, tough situation against Cincinnati coming off the bye, and Cincinnati was in a desperate situation as well, but man, with the Raiders on a short week now, uh, it's going to be tough for them to to make the playoffs. Um, The Saints-Eagles game, I think it's more of an upgrade on Philly than it is a downgrade on the Saints. I mean, you guys know about all the Saints' injuries up to this point and uh, with that tough matchup they had against the Titans the previous week. Uh, Saints are top five in run defense, guys. I mean, they don't have a lot of injuries on the defensive line. They're third in run defense and Philly ran the ball at will. So I think it's more of an upgrade on Philadelphia with now that they have a balanced offensive scheme and they're actually using Jalen Hurts, the way that they're supposed to use him. So I definitely think Philly's the real deal uh, for a playoff run coming up here. What do you guys think about Philadelphia at this point?
0: I mean, me and Alex have a little side bet on our own on uh, who's going to have the better record between Philly and the Giants. So Ah. as long as uh, Philly keeps on winning, I'm a happy camper.
2: Okay. All right. Did not know about this under under-the-table t- under bet, but it's nice to know about it now before we get to the uh, end of the yeah, season.
0: Yeah, we, th- we threw a little uh, dinner bet on before the season started on uh, who's going to have a better record.
2: Okay. All right. I guess we'll see what happens. Big matchup this week, obviously. Uh, interesting to see. Uh, we got Alex Beck on here. We lost him for a second. Alex, are you back with us? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, just a brief... Uh, uh, review over my plays. Uh, we talked about Philly already, uh, the Colts, man, uh, I wanted to make them my best bet last week. I I just didn't think Buffalo was back yet. I mean, just blowing out the jets doesn't really tell me anything. They obviously have major issues and I don't think they're even going to win the division. Uh, but man, what a statement by the Colts, huh? So I think, uh, the Colts are definitely the real deal. Although they have a tough matchup this week, that was nice to get the easy, easy cover there. Uh, the jets dolphins game, you know, turnovers galore. I mean, that game could have gone either way, but uh, just that was a tough one there because I had two units on the Jets. Uh, thank you, Joe Flacco, for fumbling inside the red zone. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that's what you expect with the bad teams. I think the Jets are bottom five in turnover differential, so usually the bad teams turn the ball over. Uh, Cleveland, that, that was surprising just because, you know, the spot for Detroit almost winning last week, covering the spread, and they, they covered again the next week. I think it's more of a downgrade on Cleveland. Uh, and it comes down to Baker Mayfield. He's just not playing good ball right now. Um, but the Cleveland defense is legit. So I think that's an interesting Sunday night matchup um, against Baltimore this week. But uh, that was only a unit loss. And then Campbell uh, talked about the, the Vikings. That game could have gone either way. That was, I finally won a best bet, guys. Can we get a ding, ding, ding or something in the background?
0: <laughs> it's about time. Well,
2: you're, you're in charge of sound effects, so it won't be hard. I'm gonna add that after. I don't know what I'm gonna. Maybe it'll be like a, a bell or something. But yeah, that was nice to. That, again, that game could have gone either way. I mean, watching the game, you kind of knew that Minnesota was the right side. I think they were up like 16 to three at one point. Uh, Green Bay, they had seven seven straight covers against the spread. They were due to, you know, uh, either either lose outright or not cover. So uh, Minnesota against the Niners. Uh, getting the points uh, it's not going to be a bet but i really like minnesota just based on what they're doing uh kirk cousins playing really good ball and that defense is legit now they're they're getting some players back healthy so and uh the teaser finally hit honestly going to you campbell you're two and three on teasers this year i think dream,
0: dream three and
2: three. three yeah so based on how the teasers have gone this year in the nfl three and three is actually pretty darn good uh usually the the long teaser format. Uh, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to bring that up, Alex. I know you, you get a little agitated when I say Wong, but... <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but the, the Wong teasers have not fared that well this year, but uh, being 500 is, is pretty good. So uh, I did hit the teaser too. Uh, Jets barely got the cover there, so uh, that was nice as well. So that pretty much recaps week 11. If you guys don't have anything else to say, uh, we're going to go on to week 12. We're getting this episode out a little bit earlier because of the Thanksgiving Day games tomorrow. Uh, So I do believe that Campbell does have a play on Thanksgiving. So we're going to start with your first play of Week 12.
0: All right, so my first play, we're going to the Dallas-Las Vegas Raiders game. Um, Right now, the over-under is set for 51.5. And the way these two offenses are going right now, I mean, Dallas is just still banged up. Uh, Cooper is Still on the COVID list, I believe. Um, yes. C.D. Lamb concussed. Uh, they're without a lot of their weapons. Um, Raiders also struggling on offense. Dallas now four, four straight games uh, they've hit the under, and I believe we're going to see a fifth one. So I'm going two units uh, under 51.5 on the Dallas Raiders game.
2: Whoa. We have a total sighting on the Bet with Chet podcast. I did not see that coming, uh, man. That that kind of threw me a, a little curveball there, but I that's, definitely, that was, I definitely. was
0: actually it. looking looking at the lines. That was actually the first thing that caught my eye was that uh, totals on that game, and I was like, "That's way too high." Uh, had to go on the under.
2: Makes sense. I mean, the the total opened at fifty four and a half, and it's been bet down to fifty one now. So. Uh, there's definitely been some money coming in uh, on the under. So makes sense with Cooper banged up. I do think CeeDee Lamb is going to play. He had a full practice, so did Tyron Smith. So that gives Dallas a little bit of an offensive booth. But, I mean, the Raiders' defense actually played pretty well last week against Cincinnati. They let it get away from him in the fourth quarter, but that was a close, close game. So um, I think Vegas, at least on on defense, is going to bring a little bit to the to the party. And obviously Dallas has some... Offensive issues at the same time, you know, I think that Cooper, uh, COVID situation kind of threw them for a loop and I think their game plan just kind of got all messed up. So now, that now that on a short week, you, I don't know if it's going to help them anymore just because it's going to be tough to prepare, you know, with a few days in between, uh, the Kansas city game. So I definitely, uh, like the under there as well. Just a lean though. Uh, Alex, you have a play in this game.
1: Not on, not on this one. Um, I think the spread's right. I think it's, uh, Tough game to bet either way. I could see, you know, because sometimes, you know, look at last year. Sometimes the Cowboys just come out on Thanksgiving and lay an egg. You know, it's happened a decent amount of times, especially in the Tony Romo to Dak Prescott era. I feel like half the time we're watching Cowboys get shoved around on Thanksgiving. So I lean away it's from it. I do have a game I want to play on Thanksgiving. It's a different one, but not this one.
2: Okay, let's hear it.
1: I like – and it's a two-unit play for me. I like New Orleans, and I like them plus six against Buffalo ah. in this spot. Um, the line opened at four and a half. You get the full six now. Money's coming in on the Bills. Um, but really, you know, the strength of the New Orleans defense, they their secondary, I think. I think New Orleans has a pretty good one. Uh, Buffalo can't run the ball at all, so I'm not really worried about them copying what the what the Eagles did last week. The Saints desperately need the game. Simeon's not a bad quarterback. He's really not. Like, he's serviceable. Um, Some could say the offense is moving a little better with him because, you know, he's – I think since he went in, I think he's thrown multiple touchdowns in every game since he came in. So, you can rely on him a little bit. Um, And I just don't like the way the Bills have been playing lately. And I don't – just the fact that you know the Bills can't run the ball and they're not going to try – to me, is a red flag on a short week where you that might be something you'd lean on. So I I like the Saints. I like getting the points. You get six here. Lock it up. Two-unit play. Saints plus six.
2: All right. We'll actually give you the hook there because on DraftKings, I'm seeing six and a half. So... I'll uh, take it all. Hey, it's Thanksgiving. You got to be in the giving mood, right? So we'll give you that half a point. Uh, Saints are pretty banged up. Uh, Looking back a few weeks ago when Tampa was playing at the saints. I believe Tampa was a five, maybe four and a half point favorite. And now Buffalo is laying six and a half. Uh, That really doesn't make sense to me. I don't think Buffalo is two, two and a half points better than Tampa on a neutral field right now. So I think this is simply just an overreaction from last week, Uh, way too many points. So I'm not going to have a play in this game, but it's either new Orleans or no play uh Campbell any thoughts on this game before we go to my first pick
0: uh, I have no play on this game either um I don't like Trevor Simeon uh but Buffalo I mean I've said it a couple weeks now they're just one too one two dimensional and defenses are adjusting and I mean if they can't run the ball they're not moving the ball anymore
2: I agree. Uh, Indy is top 15 in run defense, albeit they are 15th in run defense. And obviously the Bills had a little bit of a problem last week being one-dimensional and the Saints, we talked about earlier, their third in run defense. So you're going to see a lot of Josh Allen this weekend throwing the ball down the field. Uh, We'll see if it fares any better. But uh, I think that that performance that the Saints put on defensively against Philadelphia, I I don't think that's who they are uh, from a grand scheme point of view. So I think you're going to get a much better performance from the Saints defense. And uh, we'll see if it's enough to get Alex the cover. Uh, so we're going to go to my first play. I'm going to – I was decided between these two teams. Um, I'm going to go with this team just based on the point spread, getting points instead of giving points. I was debating between Carolina and uh, this team I'm going to pick. Uh, it's, a, it's an ugly, ugly dog again. Uh, but it's one of those shady lines that you see every week. I'm going to take the Jets. I'm gonna take the the three points. Uh is there a three out there? I think it's gone down to two and a half. Let me see. You guys give me three. Yeah.
1: Take three, chat.
2: Okay. Yeah, it opened to three. It's mostly two and a half, but you got it's Thanksgiving, right? Holiday season. So I'm gonna take the three points of <laughs> the Jets. Uh this line makes no sense to me. I mean, uh, you know, Houston just beat the number one seed in the AFC, and they're not laying three at home against the Jets, who just got pretty much Manhandled by the Dolphins. Uh, I, we all know that Zach Wilson is going to be coming back for this game. He's going to start with with Flacco and Mike White on the COVID list. So I, I think the you know the Jets obviously they're not going to make the playoffs. But if you're looking for a motivational factor in this game, it's for Zach Wilson to get his second win of the season with them beating the Titans. Uh, that would be a kind of ironic that Wilson's two wins came against the Titans and the Texans you just played last week. But uh, I'm going to take the points with the Jets. I think they're going to win this game outright. Uh, Houston just pretty much won their Super Bowl last week. And, the, and the, I think Wilson wants to get another win before uh, going into the offseason for next year. So, And obviously, Wilson, he needs to prove himself here, right? I mean, we know Mike White probably had that one game, and that's going to be it for his entire career. But Zach Wilson has something to prove here, and I think he's going to w- want to put on a really good performance against Houston. So uh, give me the Jets plus three. you guys have any thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. Like, I was all in to do the Jets, but Michael Carter's not playing, right? Is that accurate?
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: And that injury just scares me off because he hit him. Like, he's kind of like the the guy in the Jets who I like, you know, to, like, make those big plays, especially against a bad team. Um, I think teams are going to be smart to Elijah more because they realize that Corey Davis is basically a corpse at this point. So – Last week, you saw all the coverage go to Corey Davis because that defense was out of its mind. Like, Miami was just out of its mind. They put all their, they put all their bracket coverage on Davis, and Moore goes for, what, 140 or something stupid? Um, you know, the book will be out on him. But without Michael Carter playing with Zach Wilson in, you know, there's just a shot that he's going to throw the ball to the other team, and you just can't trust him the way that you could have trusted Flacco to just give you a serviceable backup performance, you might get an atrocious performance from Wilson and you just don't know. So I like your line of thought that he has to prove himself. I just don't know if there's talent to back it up. <laughs> you know, like, yes. is he any good? Like, is he, like, I don't need, he, to me, he hasn't even really flashed. You know, like Mike White at least flashed a game. You would have liked Wilson to have that big 400 yard game once, but yeah, you know, I, I hence, don't know if Wilson's there
2: yet. Hence, why I'm only putting one unit on this game. So, not yeah. a lot of confidence. But uh, my the other game or the other team I was deciding was uh, Carolina laying the two points against Miami. And uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get in front of that Miami Dolphins train right now. But you I'm with you
0: ahead, on Campbell. the Jets. I'm with you on the Jets. Uh, when I was looking at it, I was going. I didn't really feel if i if i was able to get a, knew i was able to get them at three i probably would have made them one of my players but i didn't feel comfortable seeing the two and a half line but i i mean i also took the opportunity they are going to be one of my legs and my teaser so okay. um, i was gonna tease that through three to three um well, you know the, you I know like the thing
1: these you know the thing these teams are doing and it's like because i was this was like my fringe game i almost went the jets but the Jets and, like, these bottom third teams that we have that we try to figure out each week, it seems like it goes one week, they look like a real team. And last week, the Jets looked like a real team. They didn't look like an embarrassment. And then the next week, they look like the worst, most disorganized, horrific organization you'll see. And I would just hate to catch them in this spot. The thing that's good for you is that you're going to catch the Texans in this spot as well. True. So it 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 is kind of – it's just a very tricky game where, you know, the thing about betting really bad teams is that, you know, you might just – you know, th- there's not a lot on Sunday that's going to be forgiving for you. Like, if they go down by 10, they're not coming back. You know? Yeah. So, it's, you know,
2: it's, and on- it's honestly, it's more of a fade like, on Houston. I, I mean, I look at that, that game.
0: Line
2: yeah, it does, the line makes no sense. You're telling me you're not even getting the hook with the Jets? I mean, Houston – they they turned Ryan Tannehill over four times. Right, he threw four picks, and they still only won the game by six points. <laughs> I mean, and they were coming off a bye. They had two weeks to prepare, and uh, the Titans were bound to drop a game. Albeit, I didn't think it'd be against Houston, but Titans were riding too high. They had all those amazing wins, right? They come back down to earth. Uh, they probably overlooked this opponent. Obviously, they did, and. Houston won their Super Bowl. Now they're going to get up for the Jets the next week, and they're not even laying three in the hook? I mean, it has to be the Jets.
0: I don't agree with Alex's assessment either. I think, I mean, haven't watched the Jets all season, they're the type of team that, like, they will get down early, and Zach Wilson will play so bad in the first half, but they'll find a way to backdoor and chip away in that second half. Um, I think they are a second-half team, and even if you find yourself in an early deficit, I wouldn't be surprised to see you um, backdoor into that plus three. True. You got
2: to think, I mean, we're not getting great value here with the jets, right? Because, because um, Houston had a huge upset win last week. The jets pretty much, you know, were manhandled by the dolphins. You, you, you would like to see this spread a little bit higher Then I'd like the jets even more. But the fact that there is no overreaction to this line, that it's still at a short two and a half, three tells me that, you know, Vegas isn't getting fooled here. They, you know, they're, they're getting that line down to two and a half and they're getting all those, you know, those casual bettors that throw in a $10 bet on Sunday. Oh, Texans are going to beat the Jets by, by a field goal. I mean, the Jets just lost to, to the Dolphins and the, the Texans just beat the Titans. It's sometimes those point spreads are too good to be true. And I, it, it has to be the Jets here, right? I mean, there's no hook. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> it,
0: well,
1: it's I mean, just I one could, of those
2: shady lines.
1: I mean, I could tell you this too for the people listening because I, I like to be the voice of the people on this show. <laughs> if you were people to ever say, C- "If you were to ever say Siri, what does degenerate gambling look like?" It's spending fifteen minutes on the Jets Texans. <laughs> I was <laughs> just thinking the same thing. I was gonna say, <laughs> "Audience,
2: I apologize for spending that much time New York
1: Jets." Yeah, deep deep diving into the Jets Texans. I mean, like like I said, like it. I really wanted to bet, so I'm totally with you on the line of thought and where the Texans are at, but on it, like, if Flacco was playing, I would have been all over it. I don't think the line would be what it is if Flacco was playing, though, but without him and forcing Wilson in, Camby, you might say, like, would they have gone back to Wilson this week anyway?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, they're sold on getting Wilson as much experience as possible.
1: Okay, so, uh, you know, it's just – so then, maybe not. So this is what it would have been, but you know, I would just you know, you hate it's like those Madden camera flips. You know, you are going to get a few camera flips in this game that don't make sense from Wilson. So
2: it was tough for right. me. I am
1: laying off it, but I am not betting Houston either. So your line of thought is correct. Yeah.
2: Well, for the sake of Thank time for and for the with sake us, of everyone.
1: Yeah. Sanity. Yeah.
2: We we apologize for this.
1: Yeah, but, I'm sorry. Uh... Let's re-record.
2: <laughs> we'll try not to do this again, uh, Campbell. <laughs> let's go to your second bet
0: of Week Twelve. Oh, uh, this isn't going to help the audience much either because I'm going to Atlanta and Jacksonville.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. <laughs> Toilet
1: Bowl. Oh no! Jesus. Everyone, slam the e-brake to protect
0: your. Book your
2: next twenty minutes, people, because uh, we got a long
0: conversation coming up here. I mean, two teams that are just bad, bad, bad. But uh, Jacksonville at home as a home dog, uh, getting two and a half points, I think. They're going to come out. I think – I mean, they don't have many opportunities to get outright wins, and I think this is one of them, and they're going to take full advantage of it. Uh, Atlanta, I know Corderell Patterson might be coming back this week, which will boost them up, but I think Matt Ryan is definitely checked out down there in Atlanta. Um, Really, they only have one target in Kyle Pitts. I think Jacksonville can – Take a page out of New England's playbook last week and limit his exposure. And uh, Jacksonville's going to win this game outright, I believe. So it's only a one unit play, but I'm going Jacksonville plus two and a half.
2: All right. Alex, any thoughts on the Jacksonville Jaguars plus two and a half?
0: <sighs> you, know, <laughs> I, you know, Atlanta,
1: you know, it's, it's tough because Atlanta just lost its identity when Ridley went out, you know, that Ridley thing just killed their season. I mean, they haven't looked the same since then Pitts had that huge game. So now teams know to take him away and there's nowhere to go. Um, you know, James Robinson, isn't playing, you know, I mean, so like, what, what are you getting out of the running game for Jacksonville here? Um, no thoughts really either way. Like, in a game like this, I would normally go to the veteran quarterback. Just ha- You just have to win, right? So, like, you just have to win. I think they're on a longer week, right? They put, they were the Thursday game last week.
2: Yes, so but, a little bit of extended yeah. rest for Atlanta.
1: Yeah. yeah, but, you know, like I said, like Atlanta's just – since they lost Ridley, they haven't looked like – they just haven't looked like themselves. They look like they just sort of lost their spirit with that checkout. So – yeah, I'm, if I were to lean one way, I'd, I'd still probably go Atlanta, just because, you know, and Cam and I were talking about this off-show, where it's like, is Trevor Lawrence good? Like, is he anything, like, Burrow looks so much better his rookie year than Lawrence has looked. Um, so I don't know if, like, Lawrence, you know, is, like, a rookie that you can bet on yet, but. Tough but, game, you know, the one that I'm staying away game. from. Yeah, James
0: Robinson was a limited participant in practice today, so oh, okay, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he is playing. Um,
2: that so. would help a lot. Tough game in a handicap. I mean, you could argue Jacksonville definitely has had the stronger uh, strength of schedule. I mean, just looking at some of their past games, you know, they they played team for when they were playing, yeah, but-
1: Tennessee.
2: Uh, Buffalo, yeah, you know, it's uh, like, 49ers it, and the Colts. You
1: know, it's like uh, that's like being Vanderbilt in the SEC. If you're just losing by thirty every week, the strength of schedule mean much of anything, <laughs> you know. Like,
2: yeah, like I don't. But I mean, in fairness, really yeah. in fairness, looking at Atlanta's wins this year, I mean they they beat the Giants, they beat the Jets, uh, they beat Miami, and uh, they beat the Saints. But that was a tough spot for the Saints. So, uh, so in I kind of lean Jacksonville too.
1: So, with that line of thought, though, then that would make me think that they're a team that kind of knows the teams they can beat. And then do you see them winning all those games of teams they're even with and then losing to Jacksonville, who arguably might be worse than all those other teams?
0: True. This week I do. Yeah.
2: No, just, <laughs> you
1: know, you're betting the home team. I don't ha- Again, I'm not betting it. So.
2: Yeah. Well, let's go to you, Alex. Let's hear about your uh, second play.
1: So my second play here, and God, I would have hammered this so much more, but the dysfunction of the week has cooled me a little bit. But all year I've been waiting for the Giants to play the Eagles. I'm betting the Giants, but only one unit, nothing crazy. If they didn't fire Garrett this week, I would have hammered this game to oblivion because you're getting the Eagles off their best game of the year. You're getting the Giants off their worst game of the year. And you're getting the Giants, who have wanted to kill the Eagles since week 17. Like, this is this is a circle of the date. Rams are playing the Bucks. Cardinals are playing the Rams. Like, every team has that one each year that, like, you look for. The Giants want to beat the Eagles. They're at home. They consider themselves in the same stage of the rebuild as the Eagles are. Um, I would have loved this game. But the Jason Garrett firing in week, even though – conventional wisdom would say, oh, that's a great thing. That's not a great thing. Most of the time, offenses are pretty bad the first week or two after a coordinator change. It's cooled me a little bit to this game. I still like the Giants to win. If this line goes up to four or four and a half, I would highly recommend the money line and then you bet a little bit less but you get the higher upside on it because I just like the Giants to win this game way. I've liked it all year. Um, But I'm going with the Giants only one unit because I hate the Garrett firing. I have no clue why the Giants did it. It's like, if you watch that game Monday, play calling wasn't the issue. Daniel Jones is the issue. The offensive line is the issue. Saquon Barkley, a shell of his former self, is the issue. And the Bucks are just one of the best teams in the NFL. I would not have fired Gary. If you're going to fire him, fire him during the bye week, Chet. You know, what are you firing him yeah. now for? It's so impulsive. It's such a. It does not going to help anything. So you know, handing it over to Freddie Kitchens, you know. That's, it's such a lamb to the, what's it called? Uh, throwing the fans a bone or whatever. I, I hate it. It's not mm-hmm. going to help. If it wasn't for that, I'd love this game so much more, but I still like the Giants to win um, for all the reasons I said.
2: Well, as a Cowboys fan, with having to put up a, I wanted to throw a party for you guys as Giants yeah, fans. Yeah, see, it
1: didn't excite Ugh. me at all. I know a lot of Giant fans are excited, but, you know, if you have no offensive line, you can't, it doesn't matter what you call. Like, did you see what Will Hernandez gave up? Two and a half sacks, had three holding calls. That's your right guard. That's not even a tackle. Like, that doesn't even. Eli Manning was ready to throw up on TV. Right? He said Nate Solder threw up an air ball. I never heard that phrase for an offensive tackle, but it's hilarious because he yeah. just blocked air as the end went right around him. That's a, I never heard that phrase for an offensive tackle before, so I was dying. But you can't do anything if you can't block. The Bucks defense was shoving them all over the place, but. I would have let Garrett ride out the season. You're getting rid of everyone anyway. You know, it's not going to help anything. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. With, I don't know if Joe Judge, I don't know how hot his seat is, but it feels like somebody it's had to not. take the fall it's at this actually,
1: point. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's not a hot seat for whatever reason. God only knows why. Because John, uh, John Mara doesn't want to fire his third straight coach after two seasons. So he's going to keep Judge, and he's going to fire Get and let another GM make a run at it. And that'll be what the Giants do. Like but I just don't there's seven game there's no benefit to doing this. Nothing.
2: Yeah. Well so. I, I will raise you one unit on the Giants plus three and a oh! half because I'm I'm going the Giants plus three and a half too. No, no, no. This I is can't
1: a change mine. I can't have anyone else bet more on the Giants this week than me. all right,
2: I'm at three. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a tough the only thing that makes me hesitant about this spot for the Giants is the short week, but you know, with the kind of performance they put on, with it being so bad, I mean that game really was never, never close with all the turnovers. Uh, I think the Giants are going to feel more eager to get out on the field as opposed to losing a really tight, close game. Then I'd probably fade the Giants here. But since it wasn't even really the close game, I I like the spot here for the Giants and Philly coming off of a blowout win, uh, now coming on the road and getting points as a home dog. I I do think the Kitchens uh, coaching change is going to give them a little bit of a boost. I th- I think the one factor is we don't know what the Jason Garrett, Daniel Jones relationship was like in the quarterback room. You know, maybe maybe they didn't have a good relationship. And now Daniel Jones is going to play with a little bit more fire. We don't know. That's not a that's not a question any of us can answer. But it's just a hunch uh, based on, you know, the history of Jason Garrett in Dallas and how many years were and you know, all those good players. So I think it's going to give them a little bit of a boost here. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but I definitely see this as a really, really tight game. So give me two units on the Giants plus three and a half.
1: I love it. And, you know, we're, we're only talking about one side of the ball. The side of the ball I, I have some confidence in on Sunday is defensively because the Eagles are very – you know what the Eagles are going to do. They're going to do the zone – you know, the RPO is the zone read out of the shotgun. And the Giants, the Giants kind of have a defense that's made for that. You know, it, you don't really run on the Giants, even Monday. Um, they're going to try to bait Hurts into making some deep throws into the deep third of the field. Brady just checked down the whole game because he's Tom Brady and he's a vet. Hurts hopefully will make a few mistakes. And, uh, you know, I, I, like, I like that side of the ball for the Giants too. But like I said, you're going to see, at least in the first half, I think you're going to see a Giant team playing with their hair on fire because they all had to do that end of season press conference last year where they were asked about the Eagles quitting. And I really think that matters. Like I really think that there's a thing to that and all those players are back and they all had to watch the Eagles on Sunday night quit in the fourth quarter last year. And they all said, we got something for them next time we play, you know, that that's part of this game. Like I know it's not going to be talked about because the Garrett stuff, but it's hanging over this game, and I think you're going to see a really good Giant effort, at least first half.
2: Yeah, and I think the Giants are getting healthier too, obviously, with uh, Saquon Barkley coming back and some of their receivers coming back. I, I want to see more RP with Daniel Jones. I think you need to take a little bit more advantage of his running ability. Uh, you remember that infamous, uh, I think it was a Monday night game where Daniel Jones tripped up and. Fine. <laughs> no, but yeah. It was a- I-, I-, I think they have to take advantage a little bit. Uh, and Garrett, his offensive philosophy was never about that. It was all about, you know, just getting an I formation power. O. you know, we're going inst- to instill our will regardless of the circumstance and what kind of talent, regardless of the talent that we have on offense. So I, I want to see a little bit more play action on first down, take advantage of Daniel Jones, running ability. Uh, and you have to respect, you know, Saquon Barkley. And I think, you know, give him another week of practice, get him back into the game flow. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win this game outright. Wouldn't be surprised at all if the Giants win this game. The short week doesn't really matter as much to me because it's a divisional game and these teams know each other a little bit better. So I, I love the spot here for the Giants. Uh, is it my turn to go for my
1: no? We, play? You know, someone's been awfully quiet about this game in the corner, <laughs> and I'm waiting on his thoughts and waiting for him to chime in.
0: I wish I I wish I would have made this in one of my plays because I would have loved going up against you guys in this one. <laughs> I, think, I think I have been undervaluing Philly all year round. I mean, they got number two rushing offense in the league right now, and I've been saying it all season that teams that can run the ball are the teams that are going to be successful this year. I think Philadelphia – I mean, Philadelphia and the Giants, like – you don't get teams that hate each other more than those two. And I think that Philly's going to come out angry. I think Philly's going to smack them in the face. And I don't think Philly's going to let up. They're going to keep their foot on Giants' throat all game long. I don't even see this being a close game. I think the Eagles are going to blow them out. Wow. (laughs) Wow.
1: So let me just accept that shot and say that Campbell is saying (laughs) that a team that through week seven – The most rushing attempts a running back had in a single game was six is a team that will impose their running will on the Giants. Something
0: to think about. Number two rushing offense in the league right now.
1: Well, you know, Jalen Hurts runs a lot in the fourth quarter down 21.
0: Yeah, I think we need
2: to be careful. We always kind of do this week to week. It's the nature of the NFL. We always tend to overreact from what we saw the previous week. I think that spot for the Saints, and I kind of – briefly spoke over this uh, the previous week that was a really tough spot for the saints coming off of that 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 hard-nosed loss against tennessee the week before so is philly going to run the ball like that every week no are they turning into a really good running football team absolutely so it's probably going to fall somewhere in between from what philly was doing earlier in the season and what they did last week so That's why I kind of lean Giants. Well, not lean. I I have a plan of the Giants here. So um, definitely understand where Campbell's going from because I don't think the Giants are going to make the playoffs, but I definitely think Philly has to be in top contention for a wild-card spot. But just give me the cover, baby. That's it. We don't have to win the game, right? That's the benefit of getting all those points. No, we have to win the game. Bet the money line, people. Oh, (laughs) jeez. All right, so uh, is it my third play? You can go I here. think that was your I, third play, I, wasn't it? Because you won up me, right? That, yes, that okay, was 10-2 play. Yeah, we're back, to, yeah, oh, we're back okay. to you, Campbell. Give us our third play.
0: All right, so I know you touched on this being one of the games you were deciding on, but I'm going Carolina Panthers minus two over the Miami Dolphins. Um, oh. I, know last week, I know last week I said it that even though Cam is back and they're going to be on that high – I felt that if anyone was going to stop Cam, it was going to be Ron Rivera. Um, I think now that Cam is getting situated back in Carolina, you're going to start to see that offense gel. I think Carolina is the better team here. I think they got a better defense. I think um, Cam is more dangerous than Tua, and if I'm only having to lay two points here, even though it's on the road, I think that Carolina is going to cover that easily. So I'm going to go two units on this one. Carolina Oof. minus two. All right.
2: Carolina minus two. Definitely yes. uh, strong lean. To Carolina as well. Almost had him on my card. Uh, love the spot for the Panthers here. Come on, Cam in Miami. Uh, my only concern is all the partying that's going to happen with him the night before. Uh, so as long as I was uh, hung over for this game. This spot. I think the Dolphins, uh, they're a nice little two-game winning streak. Uh, it's nothing more than a mirage. I mean, they had Baltimore in a short week. Uh, that was an impressive win, but those Thursday night games, I feel like are so unpredictable. And then, you know, they, they beat the Jets last week. So I think it's a really good spot for Carolina. I'm a little, a little hesitant just because, you know, they're not a dog here. I, I have this more closer to a pick them. Um, so you're losing a little bit of value there, but it's under a field goal. So, I mean, it doesn't make that big of a difference. Uh, I'm with you on Carolina. Alex, any play in this game? Not a play. I, I would be on
1: Carolina too. Alex um, loves Cam. He he's he's going
2: ba- love... to back
0: he's going to back Cam no matter. Miami what. Miami plus
2: yeah, two.
1: Cam is my out. guy. Yeah, you know, make, make no, cam's my guy. Uh, <laughs> but only um, only no plays is because uh, I just think it's going to be a close game. I think I think it's going to be final couple minutes either way. So um, you know, leave it alone. Those games I like more. Like my next one. All
2: right. All right. Uh, well, now is the uh-huh. time for your next one, so let's hear your third play, week 12. Right, my third play, and I want it to be my best bet
1: because I want to say it before anyone else takes this from me. But I don't understand the line at all, but I love the Pittsburgh Steelers plus five against the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Um, I think you saw the Steelers kind of come to life a little bit last week. We're going to start sniffing the playoffs. You got Ben back. When Chase Claypool plays, that's a different offense. I love Love the Steelers this week against the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals are in a spot where they should be a near-touchdown favorite against a team like Pittsburgh, who's been in this game before. Like, this is a guy to have a game, and I think Pittsburgh's going to get it. You're getting a lot of points here. You're getting five points on DK, at least. Most of the places four and a half. I'll take every one of them. I I don't see the Bengals winning the game anyway. I almost like the Steelers to win outright, but certainly with plus five, I think you're getting good value on Pittsburgh.
2: So that is a best bet. How many units on this, Alex? Five. Five units?
1: One for every point I'm getting.
0: One.
2: (laughs) Exactly what I was thinking. Wow. All right. Best bet, Pittsburgh. Uh, Tough game for them last week. Uh, What an exciting game, though, against L.A. Uh, Man. All right. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue that. Uh, No play in the game for me. Uh, Campbell, any thoughts on this game before we go on to my third play?
0: No play for me either. Um I'm not as high on Big Ben as Alex is, and I think Cincinnati's got a lot to prove, and I think they're going to come out, and it's going to be a tough game, but five points. I think five points is a lot for Cincinnati to be giving up against Pittsburgh, too, to be honest, so I don't blame Alex for taking those points at all.
2: I mean, Pittsburgh was in this spot about three, four weeks ago when they were playing Cleveland, I believe they were a five-point underdog in that game, too, and they won the game outright in a really tight, low-scoring game. So Pittsburgh has been in this spot before uh, within the division. So, I mean, for me, it's either Pittsburgh or pass, but Steelers have been a tough team to read this year just based on their game last week against the Chargers. The Chargers kind of play down to the level of their competition. So I don't really have a good feel for for the Steelers as a team and what they're going to be doing week to week, but – Definitely, uh, it's either Pittsburgh or pass. Can I say an interesting point about
1: this
2: game? Sure. Interesting point about where the
1: money's coming in on this game because it's surprising. The spread is pretty low for an NFL game of 44.5, 45. And the under is still being hammered in this game. I mean, it's (laughs) like 70% of tickets and 57% of money is coming in on the under of a game that's 45 in the NFL. That's surprising to me surprising
2: yeah it did open at 46 and a half now i'm seeing uh there is a 44 and a half out there uh it's hard to know what these teams are going to do offensively i know pittsburgh's getting some players back this week i do believe tj watt's going to be coming back this week so they get a little bit of a defensive boost which would even you know um respect the under even more so uh under might not be a bad play although a lot of the value is gone with it already going down but I mean, this has all the makings of a low-scoring AFC North matchup, you know, within the division. So uh, we'll see what happens, if that's enough to give you the cover. Uh, I'm going to go to my third play here. I'll save the best bet for last. I'm going to go to Sunday night, uh, Cleveland at Baltimore. Um, I don't like the way Baltimore is playing right now, and I think they're a little bit overrated, and I think this is way too many points. I have this closer to three. Uh, So the fact that you're getting four points uh, with the Browns, I like. I like that you're kind of just buying low on the Browns in this spot because from an outsider's perspective, you look at Cleveland, you look at them barely getting by Detroit, uh, you look at them getting blown out the week before against New England. Um, What has Baltimore done recently just playing three and a half, four points against anybody right now, especially within the division? So I'd like it's just simply a buy low spot on the Browns right now. Um, I think Baker Mayfield is the one concern, but I feel like at some point his play has to get better. Um, uh, and I feel like with the Cleveland defense, they played really well last week. I feel like they're always going to keep you in games, uh, especially within the, in the division. So, uh, Lamar Jackson, he might be a little rusty coming back. Um, Cleveland historically against Lamar Jackson, they tend to do pretty well in Baltimore. So, I'm, you combine that with it being a nationally televised game. Give me the Browns. I'm going to take them plus four. I'm only going to put a unit on the dev. Do you guys have a, any uh, leans or uh, plays in this game?
0: I don't, have, I, don't, I don't have a play in this game. I think there's a lot of noise going on about Baker Mayfield's abilities. And I think this is going to be a key game on how he answers those critics. So it's going to be interesting to see how he responds. I kind
2: of want to get Mayfield in this spot. You know, if they would have blown out Detroit last week, then I'd be a little hesitant about taking the Browns in this spot. But I feel like when you want to have something to prove, when you want to play well based on how poorly he played last week, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good spot for Cleveland,
0: right? I mean, yeah, I think, I think he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder. I think he's got something to prove, but I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I haven't been, but I'm starting to get high on Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, and I think coming off a week where he didn't play, I know he was sick and whatever, but I think that's gonna give him some extra motivation this game too. Um, I mean, they they were able to get the win and rally uh behind um, I don't even know who the backup was, but uh, Tyler they' were able to, something yeah so they were <laughs> able to pull out, pull out a win in Lamar's absence, and I think that's only going to boost their morale even more
2: I mean, based on where these two teams are now, and Alex, I'll let you finish up after this uh, now the the days of getting three for home field are over in the NFL, so I don't see Baltimore as two two and a half points better than Cleveland on a neutral field right now based on how these two teams are playing. So I I have this line closer to three, uh, maybe even two and a half. But So I think you're getting a little bit of line value with Cleveland here. Uh, Alex, any final thoughts on this game before we go to your fourth play? I think
1: Cleveland's been overrated all year. Um, About Baker's ability, I think Baker's hurt. Like, I think Baker's just not healthy, so – like I think Baker is – I just don't think – I think his arm – his shoulders hurt, his back hurt, his leg, it's all this stuff. I wouldn't bet the Browns right now, especially the Ravens off a bad spot
2: and you don't know Baker's health, it would be tough for me. So, just a lean play for Alex. And, uh, why don't you give us your fourth bet of Week 12? Fourth bet, I like
1: the team, I like the spot. Uh, I'm going with the Rams over Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a hilarious Zoom today where he showed his toes to the camera to let I you know fractured. Yeah, well, you know, what's funny, you know, uh, the days of hiding injuries, I guess, are over since the idiot's taking his sock off and pointing to the spot where it hurts. But um, <laughs> like the Rams in this spot, um, Aaron didn't look good last week. He, he's banged up. This is not a D-line you want to be banged up against. So much of his game is what he does with his legs. Um, big game for the Rams. Big Packers are really good. I'm very interested in how the defense holds up against the Rams offense. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Rams. All you have to do is win the game. So I'm going to go Rams.
2: Yeah, I mean, how many units do you have on the Rams, Alex? How many units? Three units. Three units. Okay. Yeah, I lean Rams with you, too. I think it's a great spot for them. Coming off the bye week, two straight losses. Uh, looking at the total of this game, maybe just the Green Bay defense is getting a little bit of respect here because I'm seeing a total of 47 overall. Uh, it opened at 50, so you're getting some respectable money on the under here. Um, this is like a make-or-break game for the Rams. I mean, they, they have to they have good effort here, right? I think the Rams, with it being a lower total than usual, I mean, you think Rams-Green Bay, you think high-scoring game, right? Over. That's what the – you know, the the casual better is going to be on. But I think the Rams could be a great teaser option here as well. You know, if you could do a six-and-a-half-point teaser, get the Rams over a touchdown, this is going to be a tight game. I think the Rams really need this game more. I think Green Bay probably probably wins the game. I don't know. Uh, but actually, I'm seeing the Rams are favored by a point now. Oh, okay. Sorry, Alex. So we're going to give you, give you the Rams minus one. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think if you tease this game – Either way, with Green Bay, the Green Bay probably covers. But I like the Rams to win this game outright. But it's just uh, lean. So I'm, I'm with you, Alex. Uh, Campbell, any thoughts on this game?
0: Um, I think one of the big things that people are going to overlook is the Packers losing their Pro Bowl uh, guard, Elkin Jenkins, to a torn ACL. Last he was week. playing left tackle. Was he playing? All right. yeah, he's playing yeah, he was filling, filling in for back the He was filling in for back the Right um so i mean losing him against that rams defensive line i think is going to be a big loss i think you're going to see the rams be able to get some pressure on rogers if rogers can overcome his uh stubbed toe and (laughs) i think the rams are the right spot on this one too uh no play though just a lead okay
2: yeah same here just just a lead on my end uh it's my turn for fourth play. Is that correct?
0: Uh, either you or me.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, let's let's get my fourth play in. I'm going to go to Monday night now, and I'm going to take Seattle plus one here. Is that what you guys are seeing for the line? Let me just double check yes. here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm yeah, taking... yeah.
1: That's what I got. Okay.
2: One, one and a half. DraftKings is one and a half. So we'll just do uh, plus one and a half. Uh, this is kind of like a make or break game for the Seahawks. Uh, from a coaching standpoint and from a season standpoint, if they want to have any chance at a wild card here, uh, Seattle was in a tough spot last week playing Arizona off a loss. And I think Arizona is the best team in the NFC uh, two in one with Colt McCoy. You have to get respect after that. So I have Arizona as the best team in the NFC, and I think they're going to really turn it on going towards the end of the season. So that was a tough spot for, the Seahawks because they're clearly not an elite team like Arizona is. So this is a step down in competition for Seattle. And uh, the line is shady, right? We talk about the lines. I mean, Washington just beat Carolina and they beat Tom Brady and they're only laying a point at home on national television. Give me Russell Wilson on Monday night. I'm going to take that every time. I think this is more of an audition for Russell Wilson next year, maybe in Denver or another team, because the chances are of him being back in Seattle next year are pretty slim. So I'm going to take Seattle here to win the game outright. I'm going to put only a unit on it, though, and uh, we're going to fade that Washington football team. Uh, Any play or
0: lean in this game, guys? So when I first saw the line, my first thought was I was surprised to see Washington as a favorite. But then the more I think about the game, the more I think about the motivation factor, uh, Seattle sitting at 3-7, and seven. I think their season, they know their season's done. Uh, Russell Wilson, I know, coming off injury, but I think he's had it with Seattle. I think he's checked out. Washington, on the other hand, they're playing tough. Uh, they're finding themselves right back in a wild card hunt. And I think the motivation factor is more on Washington's side in this game. Um So that's why, even though I thought the Lions favored picking Seattle, the motivation to me favors picking Washington, which is kind of why I'm staying away from this game because I got two opposing thoughts on that one.
2: Okay.
0: I think Seattle could be
2: a decent teaser option too. uh, Seeing like 46 and a half. I think there's going to be a tight, low-scoring game. Uh, I mean, I can't disagree with what you said. Washington's definitely been playing better over the past few weeks. And Seattle, I mean, they're a shell of the team they used to be. But uh, by low spot in Seattle, we'll see what happens. Uh, Campbell, we got to go to your fourth play. So what you got?
0: Right, so my fourth play, I am going with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, getting three points at San we'll give Francisco. You the hook. We will give you the hook, oh. my friend. Okay, so how, even better. I'll take I'll take the three and a half. Uh, if I'm getting over a field goal, uh, I'm gonna actually bump this up a unit, uh, make this a two unit play. Um, Kirk Cousins, a guy is sitting there with the best TD to interception ratio in the NFL. Twenty one touchdowns, only two picks on the year, and no one's talking about the guy. I mean, they are. Sitting in the sixth spot in the wild in the playoff race right now. Um, San Francisco is right there tied with them at five and five, but I'm just not a fan of Jimmy G. Um, for me, I think Minnesota is playing a lot better. And at the same time, it's a way for me to feed the 49ers. So uh, I'm going to take the Vikings plus three and a half, getting it over that field goal. And I'm doing that for two units. I like that a lot.
2: I definitely Minnesota as well. Um, Kirk Cousins, if it's not in prime time, I am all over that every day, every single day, and twice on Sunday. So definitely lean Minnesota as well. Um, it's tough to see Jimmy G just maintaining any semblance of offensive points consistently. That Minnesota defense has been playing really well, and I think Jimmy G is going to have a tough day in this game. Uh, the only thing is, you know, cross country road trip. Pretty much, you know, if you consider that a cross-country road trip. But uh, Minnesota has done this before, right? They, they, they've, they've, they uh, went to L.A. Uh, after having that tough game against Baltimore, and they beat the Chargers outright when uh, that was a really tough spot for them. So Minnesota seems to thrive in these situations. So I'm all over Minnesota, too. No play, just a strong, strong lean to Minnesota. This game is probably going to determine who gets one of the wild-card spots. So really, really big game in uh, midway into the season. Uh, Alex, if you don't have a play in this game, we're gonna go straight to your final play of Week 12. My final play,
1: Week 12. It's a line I I don't understand
2: it, and I hate to go against a team
1: that's this hot. But if you're giving you're giving me the Titans and you're giving me a touchdown, I'm gonna take that. So I'm gonna take the Titans plus seven against the New England Patriots. A line seven. That opened up at two and a half. Oh, it is at it's seven.
0: Yeah, Yeah, the line opened up at
1: two and a half. And it's gotten to seven all because of public money. And I hate the public. I will take (laughs) the Titans plus seven in any game against any opponent. And I know New England's playing well. But, you know, Vrabel has played Belichick tough. The Titans are, you know, I mean, they're, they're a top AFC team. The getting seven point, the spread is just too big for me. No way, Titans all day, plus seven, four units, lock it up.
2: Four units. So, (laughs) recap the Steelers are your best bet, right? Tennessee is not. Yes. Okay. Man, I am very concerned because Tennessee is my best bet. I'm (laughs) laying. Oh, baby. (laughs) I am going to take the seven. I'm going to put four units on Tennessee as a best bet. Uh, I would wait on this. I mean, I I think you're going to get a lot of public money on New England, so you might get the hook by Sunday. So I'm just going to wait. I almost put it in at six and a half, but I'm definitely going to wait to see if you can get the hook. This line
1: moved four and a half points in two days.
2: Yeah, I think that was – that's crazy. I mean, I know after last week's games, after Tennessee lost to Houston, I think it shot up to like five and a half early on in the week, and then it's just been bet up to seven now ever since. So. That is crazy. Um, I'm all over Tennessee here. I mean, Tennessee, they tend to play really well in these underdog roles. You think about those games against Kansas City, against Buffalo. um, I'm forgetting, oh, against the Rams on Sunday night. Tennessee plays much better as a a dog. And you look at New England, and they are coming in with with extended rest over that uh, victory against Atlanta on Thursday night. Um, I think this is a huge overreaction um, to what we've seen thus far in the season. Daniel Jones, he's playing really, really well. He's going to be a good quarterback for a long time. That New England defense is playing really well as as well, but you have to look at strength of schedule. Uh, we talked about Atlanta and how they're a bottom feeding team. Uh, the Browns, they definitely handled their business at home, but Cleveland has not been you know, a decent team as of late. Then you look at, New England's wins against Carolina and the Chargers—you uh, could decipher how good those teams are—and then they they beat the Jets and they did lose to Dallas and they had some slim wins over Houston and Tampa Bay. So I think the jury is still out on New England. I think I think the betting syndicate and the casual bettors are rushing a little bit too much here. Uh, as Bill Parcells used to say, "Hold off on the anointing oil with Mac Jones." Um, <laughs> you know, so I think it's one of those situations where Tennessee is way undervalued here. And I think new England's way overvalued. So I'm definitely with you on Tennessee plus seven. They're going to win the game outright. And uh, I think Tennessee is going to reestablish themselves as the top seed in the AFC. And you look at, look at, you look at look ahead spots for new England. Who does, who does new England play next week? Oh, they're just Monday night against the Buffalo bills in Buffalo. So it's a good one. This is a tough spot for New England. Yes, coming off a blowout win, and Tennessee is coming off of an embarrassing loss. Give me Tennessee plus, uh, plus seven, four units, best bet. Campbell, plus what do you got? Plus
1: seven. The Rams aren't plus seven against anyone. Why are the Titans?
0: Yeah, Huge I overreaction. Think, I think it was a big overreaction to their loss to Houston last week. Um, I'm not touching this game because I think the Patriots playing some of the best football in the league right now. Uh, and I just hate going against Belichick teams. I think Belichick, when you take in the coaching factor, Belichick is in class by himself. So it's an easy game for me to just stay away from. Fair enough. All right, uh, Alex, we got your five
2: but, plays. Um, I got one
0: more point, actually, too.
2: You got one more as well. Let's see what well, you got.
0: Oh, well, I got one more point about the Tennessee game. Oh, um, yep. I I don't like taking teams going into their bye week either. I think teams going into their bye week tend to struggle in that last game before the bye more so than not. And that kind of is a factor in this game because tendencies going into their bye.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. I, that'll be interesting. I kind of want to look at this entire season and, trend, you know, versus going into a bye week as opposed to uh, coming out of a bye week. Uh, so that's an interesting point you bring up. So we'll uh, we'll look into that. How about we talk about it next week on the show and see if we could uh, decipher that into a trend. Um, Sounds good. All right. So Campbell, final play. Let's final play, I'm
0: going into my best bet. And since you guys each threw four units on your best bet. Oh, Alex actually threw five, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to up my Best bet to four units too. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers minus two and a half at the Denver Broncos. Uh, I I mean, it's no secret I have a man crush on Justin Herbert. Um, I think <laughs> <It's> Denver. <embarrassing. laughs> I think Denver is a bad team. I think they're still getting some value. Uh, some value based on their three zero start against the dredges of the NFL. Um but I just think the Chargers are a much better team. Uh if you had if I had to put uh a spread on this, I think the Chargers are at least a touchdown better than the Broncos. So if I'm getting them under a field goal, I will gladly take the Chargers. Uh minus two and a half. All right.
2: And Best bet. Los Angeles four Chargers.
0: Unit. Four units on the
2: L.A. Chargers. Uh, there is a three out there, so um, that might be going in your favor. Uh, we'll give you the two it's and fun. a half.
1: Oh, I like it. I thought he was yeah. going to say Thanksgiving, but this is the one time he's not giving you the half, Campbell. We
2: got, <laughs> we
1: got ground to make up.
0: Hey Jeff King still has a two and a half right now. So. Yeah, <laughs> so two and a half. Uh,
2: Denver coming off the bye week, so that's another trend we could try to follow to see how teams yeah. uh, come off of their bye week. I tend to like fading teams that go into their bye week strong as opposed to teams that go into their bye week on a negative note. So uh, it, this is a tough game to handicap for me uh, with Denver. I believe they uh, that was a loss against Philly. So I don't know. I mean, we we all know that Vic Fangio is on the hot seat. I don't like to be back in teams with uh, organizations that are probably going to be firing their head coach at the end of the year. So motivation is a huge, huge problem in this game for Denver. Uh, trading
0: what? Trading away Von Miller. That's the heart of your defense. Like you're not. There's nothing like telling your team we're just gonna give up on the season and get rid of the soul of the team. Like, yeah, trading away a player like Von Miller.
2: Yeah. All right. Pretty bold, man. Four units on the L.A. Chargers as two and a half point road favorites. Uh, now we're gonna go to our teaser section, and uh, why don't we go back to you, Campbell? Give us our, our teaser for this week.
0: All right, we already so have the Jets.
2: We'll give you nine I, for the Jets. Yeah,
0: I, I, yeah, I spoke uh, about the Jets uh, when we were talking about that. I'm going to be my one leg. And my second leg, I usually don't like picking teams that I've already put a play on, but I didn't really see any other games that I didn't put a play on that I would like to include in the teaser. So I'm just going to go with uh, my best bet of the Chargers. Uh, if I could do a six-point teaser that puts them – above three and a half or above the field goal to plus three and a half. So I'm going to get the chargers plus three and a half, the jets plus nine nine, two team six point teaser.
2: All right. He's Stanford Wong. He's saying, I don't agree with you. I'm going to do it my own way. So we have uh, the jets plus nine and the LA chargers plus three and a half. And you are three and three on the year for teasers, which is the best out of all three of us. Uh, so, I'm not gonna question what you're doing, because it's working. Uh, let's go to Alex for your teaser. And to be clear,
1: I believe I am O for the year on teasers. Is that correct? Yeah, one in four. Year, year one
2: one in five. five. One in five. five.
1: Oh, completely different. Well, if it makes anyone feel better, I don't actually bet teasers in real life. This year Vegas I has do, made it ra- <laughs> Vegas has made it rather public this year that they are making these lines to be teaser-proof, so you're better off betting the overvalued lines rather than the teasers which they're trying to beat you on. Um, But for the sake of competition, I'll play this game with you. I will take the Rams in my teaser, and I will take the Titans in my teaser, and I will get that seven points up to a ridiculous 13, and I will take the Rams. Right now they are laying one, so I believe that will make me plus five, five. which is delightful for me. I think they're going to win that game outright. Um, that's where I'm at with the
2: teaser. What was your other uh, team, the Rams and? Titans. 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 So, yeah, the, the Titans at plus 13. Gotcha. Yep. It's going to be Dallas minus one and a half. I think it's a good bounce back spot for them. If Dallas had beat Kansas City or covered against Kansas City, I'd be more hesitant here. But uh, I think – Based on the quotes that I heard from Dak after the game, they seem more angry than depressed. So I think they're, they're going to come out a little bit um, fiery in the first half, and I think they're going definitely going to cover the one and a half, probably cover the spread. I'll tease Dallas down to minus one and a half, and then I'm going to tease Seattle over a touchdown. I'm going to take Seahawks plus seven and a half. I just don't think Washington has the offensive firepower to have distance from any team in the NFL. They always seem to play really tight games, so – uh, I'm going to get Seattle plus seven and a half. Uh, guys, we didn't talk a lot about Thanksgiving in general. We talked briefly about some of the games. Do you guys have any general uh, thoughts on the Thanksgiving Day games? Or, uh, well, we talked about two. Detroit, so yeah, if you wanna... do, yeah. Yeah, so if you guys had any final thoughts on the games tomorrow or any final thoughts on this week or even going into next week, feel free. We just... uh, You know, so the, the... –
1: The Bears-Lion game, I mean, I know that people are starting to bet the Lions because they think this is is the one that's going to happen. I don't see it. The Lions are really bad. The the Bears, I believe, are playing Dalton. That might make them better. So, I like the Bears (laughs) to win the game. Not betting it anyway, but, like, the Lions are just bad. I mean, for some reason, starting in week four, you've seen gamblers say this is the week for the Lions, like seven straight times. Maybe they just aren't going to win. The Bears are – you know, better than them. The owner just came out at the ho- team hotel tonight and said, you know, Nagy is not fired. He's safe. Try to give the team a little bit of boost going into tomorrow. So, I, I like the Bears. Um,
2: Minus three. A lean.
1: Yeah. A- as a whole for the week, um, they're not as exciting as last week. Um, college football is fire this weekend, though. But for NFL um, – not a lot of games I'm really hyped up for. Like Rams-Packers, I would be if Rogers wasn't banged up. But, you know, I mean, honestly, it's just going to be hoping my Giants rip the Eagles' heart out and show them how black it is before they die is all I'm really focused on this Sunday.
2: So well, I'm, I – oh, Campbell, uh, I was just going to say, I think Detroit's going to get their first win this week. I really that's been do. A
1: lot of, that's that's the, by far the consensus of the week. But I'm just not buying it because I feel like I've been hearing that for two and a half months. <laughs> so I think, I'm just not gonna. I, I'm not gonna fall I, for it.
2: They're getting closer and closer, right? They tied against Pittsburgh, then they <laughs> lost by three against Cleveland. Looking at Detroit's schedule, look at their games. Games obviously where they're gonna be competitive, but look at the majority of their games. They they play Chicago obviously tomorrow. Then they play Minnesota. Then they're at Denver. Then they play Arizona. And these next two games, they could possibly win one of those. They're at Atlanta and at Seattle, both road games though. And then you end with Green Bay. So I think the players are looking at, they're they're looking at, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If the players are looking at the schedule, they're like, huh. I mean, we got, we got Uh Chicago and then we got this other, this other, uh, these other six games the rest of the year. I think they're, they're like, if we're going to win a game, it's going to be this one. Goth is playing, by the way.
1: Yeah. Goth is playing.
2: Andy Dalton yeah. laying three points on the road. Okay, I saw that guy as a backup quarterback as a cowboy for a year. Take the Lions' money line. They're going <laughs> to win this game. They're going to win it by double digits. Andy Dalton by on Thanksgiving, digits, no thank you. It's over you Chicago. It
1: they're
2: going to fire Nagy at the end of the year. He's done. He, he got the, the dreaded vote of confidence by the owner. He is. They're done. They are done. Detroit money line. <laughs>
0: I, this is what our this is the seventh week now that we've been doing the show, and yeah. I think five out of five out of seven weeks, I've said this is going to be Detroit Lions' first one <laughs> of the year. <laughs> Granted, they did they do play close and usually get me the cover. They just don't get over that hump of actually getting the outright win. But um, I'm kind of with you guys on this. I do think this is going to be Detroit's first one of the year. Whoa! Actually.
1: Don't sit. Don't pull. this. On that. Don't oh, um, that. that. I'm not I on really, the line. Lions I really are
0: losing. don't like either of these teams offensively. I think even with a low number of 41.5, I think it's going to be still under that. So if, if I had to make a play, I'd probably be playing the total side more so than this, the, the sides of this game. Um, I'm with
2: you. Uh, looking at some interesting games. There's a Thursday night game between – Dallas uh, at the Saints. That should be a good one. Dallas Lane five there. Uh, any other games that catch your eye for week 13 other than the big Monday night
0: game? New England at Buffalo? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, not feeling, like, I know Alex City's not feeling this week, but there's quite a bit, like, we're in the back half of the season now. Like, a lot of these games are going to be mattering for playoff pushes. Uh, a lot of these games are going to be uh, do or die games, and I think this week you're seeing a couple of them with uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Minnesota, San Francisco, and then looking at next week, uh, you're going to have two. You got the Chargers, Bengals. Um, I think Raven Steelers is going to be a big one next week. So you got a couple. You got a couple very um, big games in terms of playoff seeding and standings and. Just overall playoff pushes. Definitely some big ones uh, within their
2: respective divisions, like San Fran at Seattle, you know, the Sunday night game, and then New England-Buffalo. There's also, um, I believe, Pittsburgh and uh, Baltimore are playing, so that's another big divisional game. So I look at those divisional games next week. That's going to kind of determine, you know, who who goes strong towards the end of the year and who's going to be pushing for a wild-card spot. So uh, we will see what happens. Uh, but this week is definitely juicy. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we want to wish everybody a happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with your family. Um, and we wish you good things going ahead. Any final thoughts on this week before we call it a night?
1: Bet Ohio State, everybody. Have a good weekend.
2: Free play right there, ladies and gentlemen. There he yeah, is. Free play. The college Bet football Ohio expert.
1: State. <laughs> Bet Ohio State.
2: Who's Ohio State right. playing? Michigan. Michigan.
1: Small game. Money line folks, Michigan, they, oh yeah, okay. Hey, I got a <laughs> fireplace. You want to chuck your money into?
0: <laughs> hey. uh, all all uh, good thoughts. Speak, uh, here, go ahead speaking of speaking college football, it's good to see that the committee finally did the right thing and put Cincinnati in the top four.
2: That's all Disgusting. I got to say about that. Disgusting. <laughs> all right, there you have it. Uh, we thank you guys for joining us. It's crazy that we've been doing this for almost two months already. Uh, it's going to be exciting going into the stretch run of the season going into the playoffs and uh, if you guys don't have anything else to add uh, enjoy your holiday enjoy the sunday I look, games
0: i yeah, look forward yeah, hi, to the, i look forward to the two-man race for the for the championship title between <laughs> us three wait
2: so uh so alex <laughs> has five, listen, seven, listen, eight, listen 11 so you have 15 units on the line alex so you could if you have a perfect week, you could be minus seven. That's good. Why not? Listen, listen. there are no rules here. We're in the streets. When we get to a playoff game
1: I like, I'm just going to put 30 units on it. There's no running there's no away from me.
2: 30 no, units. I think, I think we have to put a limit on how many units we could do in a game. I think five
0: should be the max. No?
1: No. That would kinda hope to... not, I'm down 20.
0: Alex has already surpassed that eight times this (laughs) (laughs) season. Only
1: if we retroactively clip clip it off my losses, I'll do that.
2: Money management, folks. If there's one thing you can learn from this podcast, manage your units and manage your money.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing the show from under a bridge right now. I lost my house last week.
0: Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. Yes.
1: Very true.
2: And if you're listening in Germany, we apologize. The furthest thing from
0: a sure thing. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> very true alright guys uh, uh, we'll see what happens with our picks this week and we will see you for week 13 Salam.
1: happy turkey day